Congratulations to the Joplin Globe on the new podcast adventure. Travel Inspirations is delighted to welcome this new initiative to bring news to the four-state community. Discover your next adventure on our website, travelinspirations.travel. Hello, Globe Readers. Welcome to In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. This week, we'll recap the five biggest local news stories from the past week. We'll also speak to Jean Cadu of the Federal Communications Commission about why two local TV stations had to switch frequencies this week. That led to over-the-air viewers having to conduct rescans on their TVs. And now, In Case You Missed It, April 14th, 2019. A new owner has offered to sell what was Camp Mintahama to a group that waged a long campaign against the ultimate divestiture of the former rural Joplin Girl Scout accommodations. Friends of Camp Mintahama was created five years ago to keep the camp property open after officials with the Girl Scouts of the Missouri Heartland Council first announced they were considering closure. The council announced last fall that the camp would be closed and offered for sale. Newton County resident Mark Cups closed on the property in February. Cups said he wanted to help the Friends group gain possession of the camp because he feels that it's members put a lot of time and effort into fixing up the property. Gary Cat Johnson, a local businessman and icon in Joplin's high school basketball history, died Tuesday in St. Louis at the age of 59. Johnson owned Cat Johnson's Auto Sales and Cat Johnson's Taste of the South Restaurant. He graduated as Memorial High School's single-game, single-season, and career-scoring leader, as well as the Class 3A single-game and tournament scoring leader. He was part of the inaugural class of the Joplin Sports Authority's Hall of Fame in 2001. A measure to allow concealed carry on college campuses in Missouri was added last week to a bill that would also allow some faculty and staff to carry weapons as designated campus security officers. The amended bill passed through the Missouri House and was given a first reading in the state Senate. The presidents of Crowder College and Missouri Southern State University said they believe the issue is better left to local control. Officials with Pricecutter last week announced plans to close the store at 1850 South Maiden Lane in Joplin. According to a statement from the parent company, employees will have the option to transfer to other Pyramid Foods-owned stores, such as a King Cash Saver in Carthage, or a Pricecutter location in Neosho or Baxter Springs. The Joplin location is to be purchased by James River Church. A location in Webb City that closed in 2017 will also soon be occupied and transformed into an antique mall. Finally this week, preparations for expanded wireless networks and services forced some local TV stations to adjust their frequencies, requiring over-the-air viewers to rescan for their channels. KODE and KSNF switched their signals to different frequencies. KOZJ, also known as Ozarks Public Television, completed the switch last year. KOAM, KFJX, and CW Network were not affected. But KGCS, the public access station based out of Missouri Southern State University, plans to switch its frequency in late May. When we come back, Gene Cadu of the FCC will talk to us about how internet expansion forced those TV stations to switch. Travel Inspirations is a full-service travel agency in the four states with over 20 years of experience in planning group tours, company incentives, and leisure cruises. Joe, Nancy, and Wendy are eager to customize itineraries to make travel dreams come true. Travel Inspirations is exceeding your expectations and designing your vacation. Follow them on Facebook at Travel Inspirations Carthage or visit them online at travelinspirations.travel or call 417-526-4500. Welcome back. 
The FCC is in the process of auctioning off spectrums of radio frequencies for internet service providers to start developing 5G wireless connectivity. The sale is one of three components of the FCC's 5G Fast Plan, a strategy to expand connectivity across the country. So what does that have to do with over-the-air viewers having to rescan our TVs for KOD and KSNF? Why didn't we have to do that for KOAM and KFJX? Gene Kadu of the FCC helped answer those questions. As the chair of the FCC's Incentive Auction Task Force, Kidu was unable to address subjects outside of those auctions, such as how a return to Obama-era net neutrality would affect the FCC's plan. However, she explained why those frequencies are important for faster internet and how the change in frequencies could directly benefit rural areas across the four states area. Gene, thanks for joining us today. I understand you're in Washington, D.C. How's the weather up there? Spring has finally come and our cherry blossoms are out and uh, and in full bloom. So unless we have some of your snow and other things that are coming across the Midwest, we uh, <laughs> we are in good shape. One of the things that viewers in the four states area will have to do if they want to keep receiving KSNF and KODE, they will have to physically hit the rescan command in their TVs. What is going on uh, that their frequency needs to be reassigned? Well, uh, Joe, important changes are happening to free over-the-air television in markets across the U.S., including, of course, Joplin. Um, I'm sure viewers in your market have seen a couple of stations recently who have been airing um, crawls, you know, those text messages that go across the top and bottom of a TV screen or public service announcements and other announcements about a a frequency change uh, for viewers. Um, Importantly uh, for those stations, the channels that viewers use to watch them are not changing, but if a viewer has a free over-the-air antenna and watches TV using an antenna as opposed to a cable or a uh, satellite subscription, uh, viewers will have, as you say, have to rescan their TVs in order to be able to continue to re- reach those viewers. Viewers who are, are cable and, and satellite subscribers will not have to do anything, even though they will see some of those announcements on okay. their screen. This is happening because the FCC is, um, uh, one of our missions is to make sure that we use our nation's uh, airwaves, which are a scarce resource, as efficiently and effectively as possible to meet the needs of American business and American consumers. And as you know, there is ever-increasing demand for mobile broadband services, for things like streaming uh, services, uh, all kinds of capacity for uh, apps that need uh, special capacity for gaming, other things like that, and for the new mm-hmm. 5G services that are starting to come online. So what we're doing is uh, reorganizing the television airwaves to compact them into a more efficient use, uh, in a, into a smaller band, which in turn has made available some airwaves for wireless services. So we have uh, conducted an auction in which we took some of the uh, TV airwaves and, and reorganized them and uh, auctioned off the spectrum that became available to wireless carriers to increase the capacity in their networks and to deploy new services like 5G. So, in other words, the technology that is used to send a digital TV signal is the same technology that's used to send wireless internet. It's all radio wave based, and that's why people have to rescan their TVs to make room for more internet? That's basically, in a nutshell, uh, yes, Joe. What the TV needs to do, as you probably know, is 
that the TV has a tuner in it that basically when you dial to a particular channel, the TV reaches out into the airwaves and grabs that channel from uh, a set of predefined frequencies. And it's the frequencies behind the, t the scenes that are actually changing, which means that when a station in Joplin changes frequencies, uh, the viewer, in order for uh, that the viewer's TV to continue to receive that channel, the TV has to be retrained and has to be rescanned in order to be able to recognize the new frequencies. So that when a viewer tunes to say channel 12, the TV needs to know that channel 12's frequencies are now at a different place in the radio spectrum. The transformation from 3G to 4G was pretty significant. Uh, does the FCC see the change to 5G as just as transformative? What are some of the possibilities that this network is going to offer? Yeah, I think it's going to be just as transformative, if not more so, Joe. Um, 5G, uh, one of the, the big advantages that 5G has is something called latency. It is a super fast service, which means that latency is when a um, user phone goes into the internet and comes back with information, and there is really virtually no delay in that process with a 5G technology. Uh, I don't know if you're old enough to remember, but uh, international telephone services used to use satellite transmissions, and there would be significant delay while a call went up to a satellite and went back down to the other end, uh, the, the, the called party, and then came back, and you'd be talking over each other. That's an extreme example of latency, and what 5G does is really get rid of that, which is going to enable things like interconnected cars, where you can't have a delay. If you're going to have a car communicating to another car and, and information about each other, it has to be instantaneous. And so 5G is, is a technology that really is exciting in that respect. Are there other aspects of the FCC that is preparing for this? So, you know, you, the to hear about car technology, the first thing I jump to in my mind are self-driving cars. And that just seems like a whole new world of technology and the need for regulation and everything like that. Uh, can you tell me some other ways that the FCC is preparing for, uh, for this new network? Yeah, our job, Joe, is really to make Spectrum available. Uh, industry develops all this cool new technology and it's really it's 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 something that our our country has been a, a leader in in terms of the technology development we have really really smart people developing all kinds of of really exciting new things what we need to do here at the fcc is make spectrum available so that they can have it uh, to be able to use. And the more spectrum we make available, it seems like the more they figure out ways, new ways to use it and the more we need to find. So the television spectrum that we're talking about here uh, was one way that we've identified to be able to make more spectrum available to these mobile broadband types of services. But we are also looking at lots of other uh, frequencies in the spectrum uh, range that we manage to be able to free that up as well. And so our job uh, really is sort of the engine behind all of this new technology, and that is to make sure that the airwaves that they need to be able to transmit their, their, their new services are able to handle the, the demand that consumers are going to have for it. All right. Um, the, uh, we, I know that a lot of people around this area uh, worry about the strength of the signal, um, but that is going to be on the Internet service providers to focus on strengthening their signal. The FCC really can't 
uh, mandate companies to reach into the hills and valleys of the Ozarks area. Is that correct? That's basically correct. I mean, we make the spectrum available for companies to be able to use to expand their coverage. The, the 600 megahertz spectrum that we are making a bit, we've made available from the TV band is really quite good at, at coverage in rural areas in particular. Um, the propagation uh, characteristics of it, that the, the distance that it goes and the way that it travels through the air um, are really very good for, for rural service. So I know, for example, uh, that uh, one of the carriers who bought a lot of this spectrum in the auction has been able to increase their service to rural areas throughout the country um, much more than they could before with the spectrum that they had. So, um, you know, we do make that available. It gives them the ability to do that. It's up to them to to build out their networks. Um, there are some, some state requirements sometimes and some other funding that we make available for that and that comes with some coverage obligations uh, but that's that's a, a little different than what we're talking about here in a nutshell there's some going to be some amazing things coming on the internet but if we want to see any news reports about them on ksnf or kode we need to hit that rescan button on friday today <laughs> That That is exactly right. I mean, local, you, you don't want to have interruptions in your ability to, to obtain local news programming and emergency alerts, things like weather. And if you have snowstorms coming, this is particularly important. <laughs> yeah. So it is important to uh, rescan when, when you hear an announcement, a viewer hears, hears an announcement that, that the viewer rescan when they need to do that. Good rule of thumb, though, is in case they miss some of those announcements, is that if they notice that a channel that they're used to seeing uh, has disappeared, they should, first step they should take is to rescan their TV and, and chances are that will solve the problem. Um, but let me just say separate and apart from that, that if you use an over-the-air antenna to watch free TV, uh, it's a good idea to rescan once in a while, even separate and apart from this transition process. Uh, viewers who haven't done it in a while, uh, or since they bought their TV even, may find that there are a lot more channels available to them than they thought they had. There are new sub-channels, what we call multicast channels, that are coming online all the time because our digital technology that, that TVs are now using to broadcast is more efficient in and of itself, and so that TV stations are able to broadcast more than one channel of programming over the same spectrum that 10 years ago they were using for only one channel. So viewers may see that there are a lot more channels available. So I would suggest that they rescan periodically, even, even separate and apart from when the notices are uh, in this transition process. Yeah, KODE and KSNF both have several of those stations. And from what I understand, the same rescan will pick up all of them uh, in yes. the same in the same part. Okay. And it will pick now. up any other channels from other stations who aren't transitioning that maybe the viewer's TV hasn't yet learned to recognize. So um, it may find channels completely unrelated to those two stations that are available for free that uh, the viewer didn't know about before they Excellent. the so, TV. So that means over-the-air viewers will have the same problem as cable and satellite service with all these channels and nothing on. <laughs> I don't know about that, but, uh, but, but yes, they'll have more options. All right. Uh, Jean, thank you for joining us today. I appreciate your time, and, yeah, thanks for your help with this issue. Thank you, Joe. Thank you for having me. Our thanks to Jean Cadu, who said that anyone still having issues with the rescan or who needs more information can visit FCC.gov slash TV rescan or call 1-800-CALL-FCC. 
And that will take care of this week's In Case You Missed It, sponsored by Travel Inspirations. As always, you can read more about all of these stories and more on our website, joplinglobe.com. Our experts in our subscriber services department will tell you how a subscription has never been more affordable or valuable than right now. Call us at 417-623-3480. Thanks for listening. I'm Joe Hadsel, and we'll see you next week. Thank you to the Joplin Globe for reviewing the four state highlights and news this week. To discover adventurous highlights around the world, find Travel Inspirations Carthage on Facebook or search our website, travelinspirations.travel. We look forward to exceeding your expectations.